good day. Welcome. You are listening to Conversations from the Porch with your host, author, researcher, and intrepid truth-teller, Jack Hart. Jack is looking at the forest through the trees somewhere on the Cumberland Plateau. Now, from the porch, here's Jack Hart. Sitting here on the Cumberland Plateau. And the other side of the Cumberland Plateau in Pennsylvania, Ohio, is where the action took place a few weeks ago, was East Palestine. Um, I put up an article, well, I put up a few articles. Uh, My first uh, instinct as a a writer was when I heard about this white noise to go look at the movie. Imagine that. Because nobody else did. Uh, And uh, I put a synopsis up about it. Uh, My next... uh, Well, I'll get into the movie after I... Next, I looked at the facts, okay? And I put up East Palestine, the facts. Uh, And uh, the facts are taken from uh, uh, government sources, which may or may not be uh, uh, um, accurate. Uh, There's indications uh, that that a cover-up is ongoing. I uh, believe uh, Jeff Renz covered that a week ago. Uh, I'm not satisfied with the proof offered up by Iochi Shimatsu. There's a lot of conjecture, and it's good conjecture, too. Don't get me wrong, and... Phil, who's educated in chemistry and mathematics, will go through that. Uh, and uh, some of it makes sense. Uh, this, this, the, the EPA is staying away from this. We have those five environmental scientists going down over uh, the Clinton Airport over there in Arkansas. I mean, is that Hillary signed her name to, to that one? She, like all serial killers, enjoys the infamy too. She she wants you to know. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, Arkansas, well, it's the Clinton Airport, is equipped to bring planes down that come in and leave. I, I, I mean, you know, that's probably it's probably part of the equipment at the airport. Who knows what they got there. Uh, those 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 people that, that that's not a coincidence that five environmental lead environmental scientists crashed on the way respond they weren't responding exactly to East Palestine uh, but they they were going to a metal factory which was about seventy miles away that had blown up there was a small explosion then a much larger one killed the guy uh, in the teens it injured people in the teens uh, and it leveled the factory they were going there. But, you know, I've also read that they were uh, experts in, at testing soil, uh, uh, and uh, they were going to be doing tests in the area. Uh, therefore, eliminating them would have been uh, a priority. Uh, now, according... Now, uh, first of all, I had an advantage. Uh, I, I was able to go to, to uh, my sister. She's, like, she's the lead environmentalist in the country. I mean, part of her, she's the first one to bankrupt Donald Trump, dragged him to court for his, uh, to try to build a hotel 
on uh, Jones Beach over the Piping Plover uh, Sanctuary. Uh, her and my, my brother-in-law, Jeff Filmer, dragged him to court for eight years, Long Island Citizens Campaign, and bankrupted him. I still have the certificate somewhere in my papers for my daughters who were on the beach protesting with everybody. They were about four or five years old. They were from the governor. Uh, and from there, she stopped Broadwater, dead in its tracks. Uh, and that's the reason Governor Patterson, probably the be best governor that New York had, uh, he was removed from office. But he, he was man enough to stand up and say, you know, you're not going to put that uh, abomination of a fuel depot on, on, on a, a, an area populated by millions of people. Uh, and consequently, he lost his job. And uh, well, before all that happened, he had come into a my sister's office in Farmingdale, and they stopped traffic. He came in with the whole Enterouge, the governor's Enterouge, and they consulted for days there. Uh, anyway, those are her credentials. So I, I called her, and, you know, she's, she's, she's hesitant to talk to me. Uh, she knows that I, I, I am, a, a, you know, I'm an enemy of the Republic, and she's uh, one of their uh, little darlings, uh, you know, uh, so I, 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 I pumped her for as much information as was possible to get out of her. Uh, you know, uh, so, so I, I can't even give you a direct quote from her. Uh, she's not going to look good with her friends in Albany. If she's seen, uh, you know, on Jack Hart, or Veterans Today or something like that. No, it's just, you know. Uh, so what she told me is... Uh, they, I, I went through this last week, that they got to clean it up before it gets into the Ohio River, and the EPA has been uh, conspicuously absent from their job over there. Uh, they, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Then again, you have a hamstring EPA with a 39% budget cut uh, uh, since, the, since the Trump, but uh, that still doesn't explain why all the scientists at their disposal are not over there testing soil and testing t t testing uh, the air quality. Uh, uh, oh, well, well, let me get something straight about the movie White Noise, okay? Now, I see so much erroneous information about this movie. God damn it, go watch the movie. If you're going to report about this, go watch the movie, okay? It's not shot in East Palestine, first of all. It, sh it was shot all over Ohio, mainly at that big school in Ohio, in Columbus, uh, it was, there was people who, from East Palestine who appeared as extras in it. Uh, people saying, oh, it happened in East Palestine. No, 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 no. I didn't even give the, the location of where the train wreck is. And, and, you know, the train wreck is not the central part of the story. Either you're being lied to about that, too. Uh, the central part of the story is about death. That's what white noise means. White noise is ELP. That's uh, uh, that's uh, voices like when they they, they they were doing recordings in the late 90s and stuff. Uh, uh, they say it was in the 80s, but it wasn't. Uh, I have a good memory. Uh, and and uh, they they were picking up uh, they were picking up uh, voices from from dead people. They were people going into the cemeteries, and they were getting these really strange. I, I mean. I mean I was I was I was thrilled that uh, you know I was watching it on TV at the time when they were covering it. I, I actually, voices that would send chills up your spine. Hey, sounded better than anything Hollywood would do. Uh, and that's what that's what white noise means. It's the voices of the dead, and that's what the movie is about. It's a, it's it's a, it's, a, it's about fear of death. Uh, actually, I, I I thought it was more like a, his insinuations were uh, 
the same ones made. Well, Jacob's Ladder just came right out and said it. You're dead, but you don't know it. And that was five or six years after the book came out. It's based based on a 1984 book, uh, which is why uh, it was set in 1985. And, and by the way, that movie is a huge budget movie. All those cars and stuff, all from the 80s, uh, all the, 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 the settings, the scenes. Uh, somebody spent a lot of money making that movie, and it was not publicized. It was not publicized. Uh, I'll get back to that one later. Uh, so what we got here is uh, this guy, and I like this guy. This guy is Japanese, Yochi Shimatsu. Uh, and his speculation is, is that... Uh, that, that that this is uh this was uh you know you add a couple of molecules to, to, to what they're saying saying is vinyl chloride which is not it's not innocuous either uh, published with my article it's just, it, it, it's 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 a first rate contaminant okay it's not dioxin but it's a first rate contaminant by the way uh you know anybody telling you that you know dioxin is in all over the place uh, they don't have the data to be saying that so. Uh, you know, uh, that's not, not that's not any way to do science. Uh, dioxins, by the way, when you burn off vinyl chloride or blow it up, uh, are only produced in. in, in it's, uh, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's only theoretical that they can be produced that with that uh, from from an explosion like that. Uh, it's it's not. Uh, it's not. It's not cut and dried that it even it, it will even happen. Okay, and nobody's tested for dioxin yet. So, you know, that's, that's, that's not just speculation. That's, that's, that's alarmist to say that it's full of dioxin. Uh, so uh, what we do have, and Phil was saying that the EPA was there. I don't, I'm not sure if the EPA te- did any testing, uh, but uh, Yochi is saying that they tested, and they tested for phosgene gas. They found it, okay, in, in the atmosphere. Now, an explosion of, 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 of vinyl chloride is, is only going to produce trace elements of phosgene gas. Uh, I don't think they'd even be able to detect it after a day or two. Uh, so, that points out to Yochi uh, maybe being on track. Uh, maybe it wasn't vinyl chloride, that's their saying, but rather... Uh, what's well? I'm going to hand it over to Phil. It's 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 a few extra molecules. It's a vinylene or something like that uh, chloride, which is the precursor to to to, to, to poisonous gas, phosgene gas, and uh, that would explain why they hastily made a pit and blew the shit up and didn't care about it because what Yochi is saying is those trains were on their way to Aberdeen, and from there they were going to the Ukraine. Uh, and uh, they would have arrived probably just in time for Biden to be there when uh, when uh, the the terrible Russia attacked Poland or Ukraine with poisonous gas, starting World War Three. And our heroic Joe Biden would have been there, and he would have probably got his own Zelensky T-shirt because now he's a warrior, and uh, World War Three would have been off and running. Did 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 somebody? act and stop this train in the intelligence community? Uh, I'd like to think so. I'd like to think so. Uh, but that that movie 
that movie, uh, it's maybe maybe God acted, because the only one that could have made that movie the way they did is not anything human. And with that, I want to hand it over to Phil, and he'll explain to you the uh, the uh, chemical implications of what's what's uh, of this gas of this gas. Well, I've uh, thought about dioxin and the and since this occurred and, and I thought about the phosgene gas uh, because there were people out there saying there was phosgene gas released. There are others saying dioxin is released. The uh, backstory where these chemicals came from is is what Mr. Yoshi is is really talking about in his article. Um, as far as the the determination of what the product byproducts of the chemicals that were burned off, uh, what those byproducts are, is very, very difficult without having on the ground air samples because if it is in fact the the um, vinylene, whatever it was. Um, when you when you look at the difference between vinyl chloride and vinylidene chloride, um, I'm glad to see I'm not the only one who can't pronounce that. <laughs> um, the the vinylidene chloride is a uh, dichloroethylene, um, and According to him, it was used in Ma uh, Madison, Missouri, to clean up spent uh, uranium rods, power for nuclear power plants. That being said, um, the burning of that, now what we really have to know is what was a chemical assay of that vinylidene chloride um, because there's no telling what it picked up cleaning those spent fuel rods. Now, what I see here is a situation where we've got the potential, the potential because of heat and compression, um, the weight of this material on itself, heat causing the fire, the explosiveness of these things, uh, it's very difficult without a, a chemical assay to determine what the byproducts would be. If this was a cleaning solution that was used to clean spent nuclear fuel rods, God knows what was in those tankers. Why have we not had uh, air sampling data put out or ground sampling data put out? Everybody was saying dioxin, dioxin, dioxin. Well, you remember the PCB scare back in the, the 90s? PCBs are a form of dioxin. Dioxins, there's 44 chemicals. The most well-known, of course, is the uh, byproduct of producing the chemicals that were in Agent Orange. Speaking of Agent Orange, those chemicals we still use today that, that made Agent Orange. It was... 2,4-D, and um, which 
we use every day as a, in landscaping. And the other chemical was the precursor, the previous version of Roundup, glyphosate. Those two were mixed in a 30-70 mix, and that was Agent Orange. Um, dioxin was well proven through the 70s and 80s to be carcinogen. Um, so now we're sitting here and, and we're looking at what is happening there. Bill, give them some of your background on, on dealing with dioxins. Okay, dealing with dioxins. I was, for eight years, a veteran service officer, meaning my job working for the county that I live in as a county representative was an advocate for the veterans, the military veterans in, and for their families in my community. I was uh, very quickly inculcated into that particular legal system. Um, the doctors in, inside the Veterans Administration legal system who determine whether something is related to or causative of a condition within a veteran are all just doctors. They aren't chemists, they aren't biologists, they're medical doctors, and in a lot of cases, the people doing the exams and making the determinations aren't even doctors, they're PAs that have been trained by the VA to fill out the VA paperwork and go through the legal bullshit. Um, the VA is a legal system unto itself outside of the federal government's legal system. And it's not until you get past the VA's internal appeal program, which does go before a judge, by the way, but it's not until you get past that that you actually get into the federal legal system. Okay, now I had guys that came in um, early on, when I, within the first month of me working there, um, that would come in and say, I got this, let's call it pancreatic cancer, from Agent Orange. And I would make them a claim and it would come back disapproved by the VA. It is not something that we presume is caused by Agent Orange. Well, I can tell you there's about 150 different kinds of cancer that the VA presumes is caused by dioxin or dioxin-like chemicals. Uh, and that's why guys walk into the office, say, I've got uh, lung cancer, the VA signs off on it immediately because they know dioxin and dioxin-like chemicals cause lung cancer. So all of that comes back around to the fact that every time somebody told me they had something that was not on the VA's presumptive list, I would spend sometimes days, weeks, even years doing the research on all the scientific websites, the chemistry websites, biological websites, and so on, all the university websites, looking at everybody's research to connect the, those particular chemicals that are called dioxins, those 44 different chemicals, and other chemicals such as benzene, uh, which is nothing more than uh, jet fuel, uh, and is in gasoline and diesel and so on, those chemicals I was connecting through my research 
to that particular condition the VA may have, in this case, a pancreatic cancer, as an example. And I would have to make a fight to the VA that would have to go before a VA judge to find approval because by law, the VA without a judge could not approve that dioxin or dioxin-like chemicals caused something that was not on the VA's list. I did years of research, and I won many cases, and a lot of those cases were in fact what led to the addition of the uh, different and additional cancers to the Agent Orange exposure presumed cause list. That being said, dioxin is produced in many, many, many different ways but most of your toxic chemicals are byproducts of other chemical manufacturing. I'll go back to the 2,4-D. 2,4-D is used as a pre-emergent on landscapes and grasses, and Roundup is used to kill off and, and cause um, defoliation. The entire program started in 1944 when we were still at war with the Japanese over island, jungle-covered islands in the, in the Southeast Asian, in the Asian Sea of the Pacific. Um, the United States government wanted something to strip the foliage away, strip the foliage off of these islands so that we could go in and kill everybody. That was the whole purpose behind Agent Orange and that led to the development of the herbicides that we have today. The byproduct of the production of those chemicals was dioxin. It's just, it's kind of like a, a, a nuclear reaction. If you bombard a, a nuclear molecule with an electron, it splits into two different elements. The same thing happens when you apply heat to chemicals those precursor chemicals. And, and in this particular case, we're talking about dioxin. The federal government knew it was in herbicides, and they knew it was persistent, that it could stay for months, years, in the soil, or in plants, or in the, the dead plant tissues. But there was an acceptable amount. But when it started showing up in, in the humans, Dow knew in 1946 that this was a cancer-causing issue. But of course, the military, they, they weren't going to say anything about using chemicals because it's just a defoliant. A certain percentage of dioxin was allowed to be in the defoliant. Well, fast forward to the 80s, and, and we're getting into the point where the VA is starting to see that dioxin is causing issues like diabetes, lymphoma, and so on. All of that comes back around to the no identification of dioxin chemicals. It's a family of chemicals that are all toxic to varying degrees. And, and the one thing that they all have in common is benzene rings. And when I saw benzene was on this train and 
they were burning all this shit. Now, I don't know if they, they one of the cars was in fact a benzene carrying car that had opened or they opened it to burn off. But when you start mixing benzene with a chloride chemical, in this case vinyl or vinyl ethylene or whatever the guy was calling the, the benzene, mixes with that, you will get some form of dioxin. Now, phosgene gas. Phosgene gas, same thing. It is a gas given off through interaction between chemicals and heat. That all being said, I have seen no assays of soil or air samples that show any of these things. And until we have the assays that show the amount of phosgene gas or the amount of airborne dioxin or the amount of dioxin per uh, square meter or cubic meter on the ground, until we see those numbers, we can't trace it back. I don't believe that it was just vinyl chloride. I'm more inclined to be, believe Mr. Yoshi um, because of the fact that he's got indications that this came from that cleanup facility that's run by Dow in Missouri, and it was destined for the East Coast. Well, you know the United States chemical companies dump their shit all over the planet, so of course it's going to go to the East Coast and get put on a tanker somewhere or put on a cargo ship somewhere. Um, that, that all is all well and good, but until we see airborne parts per million versus what is normally in the air, if I know how many molecules are in a cubic meter, I can extrapolate how much was produced by that burning on the ground. And until we know that, we don't really know whether it was vinyl chloride or the diethylene, whatever the heck it was, or whether dioxins were produced or something else. And, and therein lies the real crux of this. The American people, the chemists, are not only being kept in the dark, they're being killed. <laughs> well, I was thinking while you're saying that, uh, we need analysis, we need soil samples, we need uh, air now, uh, air, air now analyzed uh, plants. Well, that's going to be difficult to do if Hillary keeps killing the environmental scientists going over there, isn't it? Uh, for some reason, the EPA doesn't seem to want anything to do with this, which again, uh, it brings us to, 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 to Yoshi's uh, article here. Uh, you know, that would explain what if this was a military operation, uh, you know, the, 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 the EPA is going to back way off, and that seems to be exactly what they're doing. Uh, you know, uh, I, this is our third installment on this. Uh, I'm doing the best I can. Please don't come in my comment section and call me a show, by the way, in names, because if you do that to my face, I will knock all your teeth out. So don't do it in the comment section. Uh, I just found out about Yoshi's article today. Uh, actually, when we published on Veterans Today, uh, uh, I have to thank Daryl for bringing it to my attention. I didn't even know about it. He wrote this a week ago. Uh, I like like 
like Phil said, I, I, I'm, this, I don't know if this was vinyl chloride or not. I, I'm starting to lean that this, this, this was a, a, nefarious, a nefarious attempt by the Bidden crime family to start World War III. Kind of suspicious that, that Bidden is scheduled to be in Poland on, on President's Day. Uh, and winds up in Ukraine. And winds up in Ukraine with Zelensky. I, I, you know, I'm surprised he wasn't wearing a green T-shirt. I'm sure he would have had one after the... If there was a chemical attack on Poland or the Ukraine, we would have seen been treated to Joe Bidden in a Zelensky green T-shirt you know, at the command center as, 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 as American troops charged into the Ukraine. Uh, and let the show begin, you know. Uh, hundreds, maybe billions of people are going to die. Uh, like I said, that, that, that movie in there, is, is that, that's like supernatural, man. There's no way to explain that. And then this book, written in 1984, called White Noise. I don't think there's any such... It says in Wikipedia it was discovered in the 70s. But, you know, I followed... As you all know, I'm very interested in the supernatural. I followed that very closely when it developed, and it was in the late 90s and early 2000s that, that, that uh, they started talking about White Noise, which is why they made a movie called White Noise in 2005, being about uh, the voices of the dead taking over. I mean, that's it was popular. Why a movie named White Noise? Uh, maybe, but maybe you know, maybe it was uh, being kicked around in parapsychology circles. What's the matter? I, I think I would have heard of it, and I didn't. Uh, uh, this movie. Well, uh, let me interject there. Um, there is indications that one of the first people that developed radio. Um, man, man by the name of Nikola Tesla, him and Marconi developed radio signals and the transmission of radio signals at the same time. Uh, Marconi was the one that got the patent, but they, they both developed it. Now, Nikola Tesla has s said more than once in his lifetime that as soon as he developed all of this electronic equipment, he began receiving messages in his head, voices. Right, right. So he was hearing these things. The development of electronic communications is commensurate with the being able to actually determine whether there is, is something happening in that uh, electromagnetic sphere. Uh, I could add an amusing anecdote to that, too. Uh, back in the the late 80s, early 90s, uh, I was told by this uh, one of these mafia guys, I can't name him, he was a part of that pizza connection deal, uh, but, you know, I was, I was into that stuff then, and we were talking about the, and he told me that uh, when Marconi switched on the radio, or, or switched this on, uh, time stopped all over the world. Uh, that's, you know, it's hearsay, but, you know, this is, this was not a guy that was prone to making things up, and uh, you know, you know, Italians are about the Maconis Italian. They know all about everything Italian. So uh, yeah, that's. Uh, but my point with the the, the movie being, uh, you know, it's just too close 
uh, like I said, it, it was not filmed anywhere. It was not. It, it, that's not. It was not filmed in East Palestine, like all these guys. I, I, I wish they'd do their homework. They don't. I'm the only one that wrote a synopsis that I see on this movie. Well, when you initially started talking about it, um, and and I had, had looked at it, the the actual train derailment um, in the movie was very similar to the um, drills that were taking place, what were they, 15 miles away in another little town two weeks before the derailment, you know, chemical spill drills in that town. How often do we see this where they're having a drill and then with either the same day the drill goes live and they're doing it across town or it's a drill that occurs and almost exactly the same thing happens a week, a month. COVID's a good example. Uh, Bill Gates, and then we had, you know, he and that bunch of folks in 2018 had their meeting, and then in 2019 we got COVID. It, these people, um, if they don't come out and say what they're doing, in some form, like a movie, a book, um, a TV program, Simpsons comes to mind, if, if the information is not put out there, the universe is going to say, we have to keep things balanced between the good and the evil that's going on. So we're, we, the universe, or we're going to put in somebody's head to do this. Right, right. I, I've heard that before about comic law. Uh, uh, also, uh, as far as the drill going on a few miles away, uh, you know, uh, three three months before this, the government decided that they were going to initiate some kind of a health program or, or experimental health program. And in January, everybody in East Palestine were issued uh, uh, health alert bracelets or, or medallions and uh, that that were my my health. Uh, I could go. It's in the first uh, first piece we wrote about this called "White Noise," uh, and then lo and behold, uh, on uh, February third, this this happens. Uh, it, it's this great deal of premeditation that that looks premeditated, but then again, uh, I don't know if that's uh, validates or invalidates Yoshi's article. Uh, I. Uh, I also went into this uh, with the uh, with the uh, actual collision, or uh, what, what uh, Phil was saying uh, in the movie. The uh, accident is caused by uh, a drunken guy, a guy drinking and driving an eighteen wheeler into the train. Uh, that, uh, this one here, it's caused by a, it's caused by supposedly a faulty wheel bar- a bearing, which was uh, actually caught on the camera track, sparking away. Miles before the uh, the actual derailment, and uh, it turns out, oh, oh yeah, the, this is a good part. The good part of it uh, is BlackRock and Vanguard own the railroad company, okay, uh, and uh, they, uh, they 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 did not want to put uh, heat sensors on their axles uh, uh, on on these trains. Uh, right, right. They they they. they, they and another, you know, what's what's what the railroad people are saying is this is a direct result of a policy initiated by BlackRock and Vanguard, 
called PSR, which means Precision Schedule Railroads. Now, what that means is they pile 150 cars on a, on a train that should only be 70 or 80 cars long. Uh, and they, 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 uh, they don't really inspect them. They just, it's, PSR means to maximize uh, what, what, the, 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 deliver, the payload delivery of every train and to maximize profits. Now, the railroad workers, uh, they, they, of course, they lost jobs due to this. They have no sick days anyway. And they striked in December. They struck. They struck. They went on a strike. And guess who vetoed the strike or stopped it by threat of penalty of law? Our bidden crime family master and his Congress. He told them they had to go back to work or go to jail. And that was only in, uh, that, was in that was like in January or, or December. Uh, and now we have this two months later. Now, just to, as a quick aside, I'm not going to go very far down this rabbit trail, but as I was reading through things over the last week, um, a former railroad worker, engineer, retired, was interviewed with regard to the difference between an 80-car tra- uh, train and a 150-car train. And his his point was just what, Jack was saying is we lost workers, we lost ability to do inspections, the changing in the laws stopped them from putting electronic brakes on these trains, and more importantly is the the rabbit trail that I went down and saw is currently, today, in the United States, there are more than a thousand derailments a year. That's two and a half derailments every single day. A wheel's coming off a track. A car's turning over. Well, that obviously has to do with the tracks and the designs of the trains are not capable of carrying any more safely than X number, whether that number is 80 cars or 100 cars. Uh, and and BlackRock, going back to that, um, of course wants to maximize profits. And anybody that's invested in the stock market and is involved with anything that BlackRock's involved with, meaning if you hold a share, one share of some company, BlackRock's involved with it. You can bet on it. Um, you're in the market with them for only one purpose. And that is to control the resources, control the people, and the, the little investors who have their life savings in the stock market, seeing it go up and down, they never know the day-to-day operation. Jack and I were talking about some of the day-to-day operations that he heard about um, when he was younger from people in industry that were in investments. Um, that, that what goes on behind the scenes and how much, sh- quote, shareholders care um, for anything or anybody above making sure that their life savings is secure by putting it somewhere where you don't know what's going on behind the scenes and you don't want to know. That That's what I see happening. Um, I can see that 
it would be a much, much safer system, and I hate to do this because I'm anti-government, if we had a national transportation system that cut all of these for-profit companies out of the transportation of, of goods. Um, yeah, you charge people to transport the goods. And we could very easily do that if we weren't sending $100 billion to, start, to Ukraine to start World War III. Uh, we could modernize our own uh, transportation system, which is in dire need of modernization. And what do we have uh, running the DOT? A butt plug. It's, it's amazing. It's just amazing. Go ahead, Phil. I just wanted to... No, I, I'm, I'm really... I, I have to think about the, the... And the EPA as well. You know, they could be pared down because all of the states have their own environmental protection people. But a state wouldn't necessarily need to keep 200 people on hand to, uh, in the eventuality that something like this uh, train derailment in Ohio Well, you don't even happens. need the EPA. My, my sister basically does the EPA's job in New York, you know? Right. Those, those particular people could be called in from all over the country, just like they bring in smoke jumpers to, to fight forest fires. They could be called in at any time just by a simple contract. Uh, and, and they could be contracted all over the country, just like scientists are contracted to consult or engineers are contracted well, to consult. Well, Hillary doesn't kill them. No, exactly. Exactly. Hey, uh, and another part of Yoshi's article is he, he was uh, attributing the uh, massive cover-up to uh, this Governor DeWine. He's a Republican, uh, but he's got the Democrats nipping at his heels. The uh, governor of Pennsylvania is obviously a Democrat. They wouldn't have it any other way in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and uh, you know, he's all he's all on top of them, and uh, and you know, she accuses him of uh, of uh, a massive cover up, and that's, as of many other people, including many of the residents of East Palestine, uh, it, it was really no need for uh, for him. Not to try uh, safely transfer that 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 uh, those chemicals in, 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 into secure containers, uh, you know. Uh, I include uh, a link from Harry Vox. Uh, 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 two of them, uh, Harry Vox. Well, you may think he's crazy in his T-shirt, screaming "Jew, Jew, Jew," but that man was uh, Brzezinski's protege in the '80s. He's probably the best investigative reporter out there. And what he dug up, what he dug up, is DeWine, his, prince, his second biggest financial backer, is Scott's Growell. Well, guess who owns Scott's Growell? BlackRock and Vanguard, you guessed it, you guessed it. Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, of course there's a cover-up going on, you know, it's, it's their train, their governor, uh, you, you know. It doesn't, Their chemicals. That, that's the, the chemicals. This is this is what we really have to find out. What's there? Well, if Yoshi's to be believed, this is the the incident in East Palestine, Ohio, was um, just an indicator of something. You go back to where the train started from. Supposedly, according to him, it started from a, a Dow-owned cleanup facility where they're cl using 
chloride product, chlorine product of some sort to clean up spent nuclear rods before they get shipped off to storage. So now you've got five train cars of chemicals. What are they going to do with those chemicals? Well, they got to do something. They got to clean them up somehow. Um, but we know the who. The who is BlackRock and the usual suspects. What they were transporting chemicals in an unsafe manner, where, of course, we know that. But that's just that one little piece. Now you look at, well, where were they going? Were they going to Aberdeen? If they were going to Aberdeen and people in Aberdeen were expecting these and were going to uh, put them through the process of, of being able to load those onto some form of munitions or into canisters to be used as some form of munition, now we're getting into a little more depth of the story. Why would they want to do this? Well, um, we've been talking about uh, false flag in, in Eastern Europe since Russia went in. Since Russia went into Ukraine, I've been thinking there's going to be a false flag. There's going to be a false flag. Somebody's going to do something, U.S. most likely, to draw all of Western Europe, the United States, into a war that divides the peoples of the planet. Um, how did they do that? Again, false flag. They're not above using chemical weapons. We know that. They use them in Syria. Exactly. That's just where I was going with that. Um, so we, you know, there's conjecture out there, but we know behind all of this, who is the who? We know what. We got transporting chemicals that are unsafe chemicals, maybe not even the manifest on the train being correct for these chemicals. Where were they going with the chemicals? We know where they came from. We know where they wrecked. Where were they going? Well, we have a pretty good idea. Um, they were going to the eastern seaboard just based upon the direction the train was traveling. So they're going to the eastern seaboard either to be dumped somewhere or to be used in some chemical process to make them either more lethal or to produce something that was fairly innocuous like chlorine, which they could then uh, turn around, purify, cut, and, and sell as your Clorox at the grocery store. You know, there's really uh, no telling at this point until we see facts. How do they do it? Um, we know how they do it. They do it through pulling strings. Um, that's my quick summary of this whole thing. And until we get uh, factual manifests, we know uh, from testing of air and water and soil samples, it's going to be very, very difficult to get to the truth as to whether that was dichloroethylene or whether it was vinyl chloride, as they say, or what other chemicals were in tankers that were dumped and burned. It's hard to say until we actually have physical testing results, which nobody's going to release, if, if, especially if Yoshi's story's true, 
They're never going to release dead. it. It's dead. It's, it yep. was a military operation, and I think everybody's going to be overruled, uh, including the EPA. Bingo. Okay, and, and, and anybody, any environmentalists that want to get involved, well, they can have a plane crash arranged by Hillary. It's her specialty anyway. Uh, or if they're in a city, then somebody will just walk up to them and pop them in yeah, the head, and they'll yeah. just, oh, just another random act of violence. Uh, well, or they've got about a hundred of those in their back pocket. Uh, or they'll suicide themselves. Yeah. 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 Uh, well. Let's, you know, I don't think we're going to ever get any chemical testing. That's what, uh, frankly, frankly, I think those five environmental scientists uh, going down in that plane is enough to discourage any independents, uh, uh, environmentalists from trying to get involved in this. I told my sister to keep her nose out of it. Uh, it smells to high heaven. Uh, and uh, we have bidden, being, in Poland, or being scheduled to be in Poland at exactly the time the ships probably would have arrived uh, with the, the, the poisonous gas. Uh, that If it went to Aberdeen, they processed it and shipped it over, uh, it would have been ready to use. And boy, would that, that would have been a great move to rally troops around Biden. Nobody likes Biden, but if he was there and he would suddenly become a war president... Remember how, how, how Bush, after the 911 attack, he became a war president, and nobody was dared question him anymore. Uh, so that, that, that seems that's highly suspicious, too. So we have five dead environmental scientists. We have Biden's mode, uh, being moved over there. During President's Day, no less, he should have been addressing the American people. Uh, and uh, there's just like a lot of suspicious. Them, them putting all that stuff in a it and blowing it up that just it is i know people like dr merritt and stuff tried to defend that that's insane that's insane those those chemicals could have been handled a lot more safely that's not that's not procedure uh so they violated a procedure that's it's three very suspicious looking uh uh occurrences in there uh you i'm sure you guys our audience can find even more but i mean right off the top of my head Looking at this, uh, yeah, this is don't look good. Don't look good because, like, like Phil said, you know, they're gonna do a false flag sooner or later. Do you understand that, don't you? All the pieces are in place. All the pieces are in place. They want this war, and by God, they're gonna have this war. They're gonna have this war unless we as Americans start doing something like real fast, like invoking our rights to, to, to even like I, I know one one. Uh, Who's the congressman? Uh, the, the woman there. She says uh, she's talking about succession now. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Finally, finally, somebody's talking some sense. Blue and uh, red need to divorce. Oh, we we definitely need to divorce. I, 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 I'm born, bred, and raised in New York City. And every liberal I know, save Jack Hart and maybe his sister, um, when I say something about secession. And splitting up this 50-state union, the first thing out of their mouth is that was settled by the Civil War. And the next thing out of their mouth is, is violence. Civil War in itself being a threat of violence. What are you telling me? Uh, that's gonna, they told Melody Taylor Green she's going to start a civil war. So what are they saying? They're saying that you're not succeeding, that we will send in the federal troops like we did 150 years ago. 
well, you know, uh, they can bring it on. Uh, you know, that seems to be a war that needs to be refought anyway. Uh, I ain't living. For the freedom of the people. For the freedom of the people from Wall Street. I, I ain't living Black like this. Rock. I, I got to tell you. I got to tell you. I'm a free man, relatively free. Uh, and I, I, I intend on staying that way or dying. Uh, and I will not, not come under the collect. That's why I am sitting on the Cumberland Plateau when I was born, bred, and raised in New York City. I will not live under a collective. I will not, I will not suffer enforced mediocrity, which is what a collective is. Uh, what, what basically what Bolshevism and communism is. Uh, Under that system, your, your production has no worth. Right, right. There's no reason to do anything. There's no reason to produce anything, whether it be uh, literature, investigative journalism, wood carvings, growing your own food. There's no reason for it other than you might starve uh, because the, the collective system, everybody gets the same, except for, of course, those that are at the top level of the elites. Um, we saw the Zills driving around Moscow in the 1970s. Um, speaking of Moscow, uh, quick update on Russia and Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, because this um, is, I think we covered everything with uh, East Palestine. Yeah, and, the rest and, you're, is and you're going to put a link to Yoshi's article. I'm going to put it in there. Right. I'm okay. going to put it in there. Don't worry. So um, the situation maps indicate things haven't really changed. I went to half a dozen different sites. Uh, there's some really good uh, folks that are monitoring and, and doing the day-to-day -day situational awareness of what's going on big picture-wise. Um, nothing's changing a whole lot other than in the northeast sector, uh, the Soviet, Russian, uh, freedom fighters, whatever you want to call them, are um, certainly three-quarters of the way to encircling another large city, um, taking another large swath of, of the Northeast. Um, what I saw this last week, more than anything else, I didn't see a whole lot tactically on the ground or strategically for that matter that's any different than what we've been seeing, but the division among the nations, the supporting nations of the West, um, you know, the, people are, are saying, we're not sending tanks. We'll send you a couple of tow trucks, but we're not going to send you tanks. Uh, we'll send you a tow truck based upon a tank frame. But, um, you know, the, there's a division. There's beginning to be a much greater call for uh, no longer supporting this operation, getting to the table, letting uh, Russia and Ukraine decide where the new boundaries, new borders are. Um, this nation that has historically been part of Russia for hundreds and hundreds of years, yeah, you can have your Western European independence, but there's a bunch of people that want to have the Eastern European independence of being part of the Russian Federation. Um, if U.S. dollars don't stop, this will keep going on. Right, well, well, well. Thing, uh, yeah, 
I keep saying, Americans got to realize that this, they keep saying Putin, Putin, Putin. We're not fighting Putin, man. Uh, if anything, Putin's down with the, the World Economic Forum and stuff. Uh, he's probably doing everything he can to, 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 to keep it, uh, uh, you know, to, to, to limit, to fight a limited war there. Uh, the Russian people are religious. The Russian people are Orthodox Christians. They are looking at us, at us. They have been shown clips of homosexuals in drag kneeling before six-year-old children waving dildos in front of them. Uh, the, the Russian people are not ignorant. They're well-read. And they hate us. They loathe us. They don't want anything to do with us. And as Phil just told you, they want their independence. This is, this is not your fight. You're talking about fighting them all. Uh, and now China says that they're, they're, they're allies with Russia. So now, now we're not fighting 200 million people. We're fighting a billion and a half people. Uh, and we have been. Well, this can all be stopped by simply allowing these countries, which, as Phil pointed out, this is traditionally Russian territory, uh, Slavic territory, let them iron out their own differences. It's none of our business, man. And every dollar that has gone there can be used here for infrastructure. And we exactly. Will, then we exactly. will be less likely to see things that happened in Ohio. Uh, I don't know what the final dollar figure is that the United States people, through our Congress and, and State Department, send to other countries. But I will tell you one thing, that a dollar out of my pocket to go to somebody else when it could go to pay for a bus ride for somebody that's less fortunate than I, I would rather give them the dollar to pay for their bus ride to go to work in my own country to produce for our own people than to send it to some god-awful little country in, in some part of the, the world because we want to make them our friends and we have to buy their loyalty. Bullshit. <laughs> it's that simple. Yeah, they're sending our money. Right now, they sent $100 billion to a tin horn dictator with, a tr I hear, a tremendous coke habit that likes to play the piano with his penis. What's wrong with this picture? Uh, it's the same picture we see everywhere in the West. Um, the, the fact that people no longer have a moral compass because of all of these things that are being pushed on them. And if they do have a moral compass, they, they're um, ostracized from society, whether it be because you don't have a vaccine or you don't support the gay rights movement or whatever it happens to be. Uh, the moral compass needs to be there. And that brings me to the website update. That's what, that, yeah. Okay. okay. Let me, I'll start and you finish. Uh, because he knows the particulars. Uh, we are making steady progress, and soon we'll have the new website up and running. Don't you worry about it. Uh, Phil is going to take care of all the particulars, and you'll receive emails. You'll be transferred over by Phil, and uh, nothing's going to change as far as you're concerned, uh, except uh, we'll have another site. Uh, now, with your Substack notifications, I've been notified by two of my, my tr most trusted people. Uh, they're going into people's, uh, uh, you know, your spam folder. Spam folder. Now, Phil, tell them how to fix that. The, the easiest way is whatever your particular uh, email 
client is. If you access it through a browser or you have a separate app on your phone like uh, old Outlook or whatever it happens to be, there will be some way when you go to your spam folder, usually it will be under a menu um, in Microsoft and Google. It looks like uh, two or three little dots on the right hand side. Um, some way in that email you will go be able to go to settings. Um, a lot of you probably have already found those settings to be able to mark items as spam so you don't see them again. Um, in in uh, uh, Google Phone it's as easy as uh, report as spam and that gets deleted and it's gone. That same menu will have an indication or some way of telling you to tell the computers that this is not spam. Uh, there's other ways to go about this. You go into the settings, you actually put the, the uh, Substack URL or the jackhartblog.org or the blogger2014 or jackhart.org. Um, you actually put the URL in there as a safe URL. But as you're in the email, when you find that email in your spam folder, if you right-click on the email, there will most likely be a setting that says, not spam. And from that point forward, those should no longer go into the spam folder. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, that's, that's really, I, I just wanted to get that out to you. Uh, um, we, actually, uh, we picked up uh, 20 new subscribers in a few days uh, on Substack. Uh, so it looks like it's going pretty good. Uh, you know, they'd stop subtracting subscribers every time I got one. Uh, we'll quickly build to 10,000 subscribers, which is more or less my goal. Uh, that's not paid subscribers. I'm not, I'm not, uh, <laughs> I wish. But, you know, uh, uh, out of 10,000, maybe you get, you know, thousand maybe that would be nice that would be nice I, I could go uh, live abroad and not have to worry about being arrested half the times for things I say uh, you know because I have to watch my mouth not as much as the rage does in Germany but I have to watch my mouth believe me uh, so uh, I should say a lot more if I wasn't uh, I was an expat that's for sure uh, anyway um, um, well, that's that's about it. And please, don't 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 call me names because I didn't pick up an article. Or, I, I, my 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 job. Yeah, I, I, I don't like that. I don't like that. You know, I worked the door for fucking twenty years in the toughest bars in New York City. You call me a name and I punch you in the face. You know, I, I don't I don't call people names on the computer. That's a coward. That's a coward. Uh, you know the guy can't hit you. So you, know, you just call him anything you want. It's like a, what they call in jail a, a, a PC rat, you know, somebody who's in protective custody, always talking, talking crap. Uh, anyway, uh, let me turn it over to Phil, and uh, I, I, I hope you enjoyed the show. We're, uh, we're not going to drop this either, don't worry. I'm not going to get my sister killed, uh, but we're not going to drop this. Go ahead, Phil. So here's the last word on the website. Um... When we have the new website up, uh, which should be fairly soon, um, I'm not giving a date because we haven't settled on a date yet, but we've got a 99% solution to get off of uh, big corporate servers. 
Um, one of the things that we really wish to avoid is all of these news sites you visit out there, every other paragraph you've got some picture of a dildo or penis enlarger <laughs> or see, some woman saying, see my boobs or whatever. It and it's every other paragraph you get this crap. We Veterans want, today. <laughs> well, exactly. And, and, you know, everybody wants to monetize their websites in one way or another unless the purpose of the website is true and getting the information facts and putting facts together and connecting the dots and giving people truth. If that's the purpose, then the people who are receiving that truth will support that site. That's my belief. That's Jack's belief. That's what we see happening with the Jack Hart organization and Substack currently before that Patreon. Now, that all being said, we want to avoid that type of advertising or advertising of any sort. But there will be an opportunity, and, and this is something we've talked about. Uh, Jack's well-read. I'm well-read. Our listeners and readers are well-read people. That's where we get the ability to critically think and put these dots in a line and see the connections between things because other people have done other research and, and seen those forks in the road. So we will have the opportunity for you in the Jack Hart Library to be able to see those books, maybe get a little bit of a, a discussion going about a particular book, or more importantly, buy the book if it's not there. Um, this is my disclaimer. If you buy a book off of uh, the new website from that particular page, because the library is the only place you're going to be able to see these things, um, Jack Hart will receive a percentage of that. Not a very big percentage, but a percentage of that. Um, so that we want to have a clean site where you can have conversations and read articles without all the bump, uh, as the Brits would call it. If only I had a respect to all women readers. I mean, well, that's it. You know, that, uh, um, because we do have a those lot of those things are quite raunchy. Those commercials. I, I don't uh, think it's anything a woman wants to see. Uh, and Mrs. Phil doesn't want to have to see it. I can tell you. I, I, I you know. Uh, it should be, you know, people who are running these sites should use their heads. Uh, you know, this is not Playboy magazine. <laughs> you know? uh, and, and one final word uh, is that we will be sending out an email within the next couple of weeks. If you receive that email, it will be a survey. Um, please go to the new website and, and answer the half a dozen survey questions with regard to site content, layout, speed, those kinds of things, so that we can make improvements prior to going fully live. And when we go fully live, just like with this particular podcast, yes, we're a little long this week, but let me say, please, please share this and, and Jack's work with those in your contacts list that you believe would benefit from the, the truth and the information and the facts that get get put out by Jack and the rest of those in this organization. Um, share it, share it, share it. That's how 
we continue to produce is by getting subscribers, paid subscribers, and the only way I see that happening and getting a, people who care about what we're producing is by sending the information out and that somebody who is producing information somebody desires is out there. And you guys already read and, and know what's coming. Um, and I think that's about all I'm going to say this week. Like and share, like and share, like always. I say the same thing. Uh, you know, uh, I, I don't even care if you like it or not. Uh, I, you know, that's an ego thing anyway. And they, they seem to have a governor on the like button. I, I watched them subtract them. I'm not even allowed to have them. I had 22 is the most likes I ever got. Both uh, Alec Newold and Mike K outdid me on, on likes on their articles. Uh, you know, I watched them subtract the likes from my articles. Every time it hits 20, they start subtracting them. But in any case, I don't care if you hit the likes. It's an ego thing anyway. I can, it's, uh, how many people read it? And I, I know how many people are reading an article. It's better barometer than the like button. Uh, the share button. Hit the share. Like Phil Share, share, and share. Especially this article. Uh, it's some important information. Uh, these guys and girls are looking to start World War III. And we need, as, 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 as inhabitants of this planet, to head them off at the pass. Thanks for joining us for today's Conversations from the Forge. To view and listen to Jack's work, subscribe at jackhart.substack.com. We hope you found today's conversation interesting and informative. Join us next time for Jack Hart's Conversations from the Forge.